Hey folks, so before I jump into this episode, I just have a few things that I want to uh, cover real fast. First off is, um, I know I didn't drop an episode for Thanksgiving. Um, my view on Thanksgiving, I'm not going to get too into it, but I don't really care about that. It's not really much of a holiday to me. Um, but my family had off and they wanted to hang out. I was in the middle of writing and I was going to uh, actually do an episode, but... Because my family had a lot of time off, they just wanted to hang out, and I'm a big family person, so I was just kind of like, okay, you know what, it's a holiday, uh, let me just skip this one and do next week. Uh, which comes to my next one, I was going to drop an episode on Friday, because I usually drop episodes on Friday, but um, I was having some technical difficulties, and um, if you follow me on Instagram, um, which is just Tales of Where We Town, um, I post just kind of updates and stuff like that. And so one of the updates was just that I was having technical difficulties and I couldn't really get to recording. Um, I do have another job, obviously. Um, and it was just kind of the, there was conflict in scheduling. So that's why I'm dropping two videos this week. Um, one that was supposed to be dropped on Friday and then I will continue to still do the uh, Friday episode. So this week you're getting two episodes. Um, another thing I want to talk about is this is probably a little early, but for the week of Christmas, I personally celebrate Christmas. For the week of Christmas, I am not going to post a video. So this month you're going to get uh, three episodes instead of the usual four. Um, another thing that I would like to cover is just my fiance was supposed to be in this episode, but again, due to the technical difficulties as well as just uh, conflicts in schedule and uh, not really being able to record until now, uh, she wasn't able to be in this episode. Um, and I do apologize. She was supposed to be uh, Miss Lucy, but she wasn't able to, um, which is really unfortunate because her voice is a lot prettier than mine. Um, which takes me to my last thing I wanted to cover. This episode, I'm dedicating to both my fiance and my brother. Um, both of them are huge fans of like crime and uh, cold case files and all that stuff. So this episode is dedicated to them. Um, so yeah, Victor and D, if you're watching this, I love you both. Um, so let's just jump into the episode. Good morning, everyone. I hope we're all having a great day today. Today's episode comes to us from a Detective Apple, local private detective over here in Where We. And Detective Apple describes himself as being a down-to-earth kind of guy, the type of dude that doesn't really believe in supernatural or occult things. So I'm pretty interested in his story today. But before we jump in, let's first hear a word from our sponsor. Being a private detective is weird sometimes. It always manages to keep you on your toes, you know? Sometimes you're hired to find out if a couple is having an affair, or sometimes you are hired to find a killer, you know? I guess you can say sometimes there are good days and there are bad days, but regardless, you can kind of predict how these cases are going to play out. So, this case, however, was just a bit odd, I guess you can say. I was sitting in my office before this all went down, 
My office isn't that big, the size of a studio apartment minus a closet. It's got nice cream color walls with a light blue rug. I was finishing up the paperwork of my last case. Nothing too crazy, just a woman who's sure that she has a stalker. And she just wanted proof that he was stalking her so that she could press charges. I was finishing up and then I heard a knock at the door. Come in! A young Caucasian woman walked through the door, brown eyes and brown hair. I stood up and fixed my suit. I don't like to look messy, and I don't like to sit down in front of clients. It makes them feel uneasy for some reason. But I shook her hand and waited for her to sit down before I sat down. Hello ma'am, what can I help you with today? Please, I need your help, she said. I have nowhere else to go. She informed me that her name was Lucy, and she reached into her bag and brought out a 12 by 12 painting. Looks pretty nice, almost looks like a Van Gogh. It was a painting of two parents in a bed, one parent on each side of the bed, and in between the parents were two children. The parents had their arms over the children with their fingers entwined. Actually looks really beautiful. Over the past couple of months, various friends and family have received this painting from one way or another, but everyone who's had this painting have shortly after complained about having weird dreams followed by death by sleep apnea. There's a total of five people who've had this painting, an aunt and uncle, and some friends from work. None of these people suffered from sleep apnea, nor had any signs or symptoms prior to having this painting. I'm the last one that took it and I've had it in storage for the past two weeks until I could find somewhere to take this thing, she said. Wait, I'm sorry, you said the painting killed them? Yes, please, you have to believe me. You can look at all the evidence. I know it sounds crazy, but this painting is cursed. Honestly, I didn't know what to think. This woman is a classic case of someone in pain and who's mourning with nowhere else to turn to. My heart goes out to her, but I didn't believe in curses, ghosts, or anything like that. When we die, we're dead. That's it. I was the wrong person to go to. Ma'am, I'm sorry. Uh, There's nothing I can really do for this. Um, I mean, I understand that you want answers. Trust me, I believe you. You know, you want answers. But unfortunately, there's really nothing I can do here. Please, I can pay, she said. Ma'am, please no. It would be wrong of me to accept that. Please, I can pay double. Just keep it for one week, and if you find nothing, then that's that. Sleep apnea, that's all. But if you find anything remotely close to what I'm saying, then please promise me that you'll continue to investigate it. At this point, I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what to say. I've never really been in this situation before. On one hand, I felt bad because... Again, she's mourning. She wants answers. That's understandable. That's normal. But again, I'm the wrong person to go. I don't believe in any of the supernatural stuff. But on another hand, twice the pay for one week, I really couldn't beat that. So I reluctantly agreed to it. Okay, I'll I'll take it, but ma'am, I need you to understand that I can't promise that I can find anything. No, please. Thank you so much. I just want answers. 
I have the number of a really nice private eye, and he's on my payroll, so I gave him a call right when Miss Lucy and I got done talking. Yeah, Joe? Hey, it's Johnny. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Uh, hey, listen, I've got this weird case I'm working on. Um, I need to do some homework for a painting I'm going to drop off to you later. Yeah, yeah, I said a painting. I'll tell you more details later when I see you. Is that okay? Alright, cool. Uh, when are you free? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll see you. I'll see you in an hour. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Okay. Okay, thank you. Bye. After I was done with Joe, I went to my first stop, Ware Rees Martitian's office. Lucy was nice enough to give me a list of names numbers and addresses and when I got to the mortician's office I sat down with mortician and we went over the files he was nice enough to give me a copy of both the files as well as the paperwork that I would need we sat down in his office for about 45 minutes discussing the victims and he too was a little bit baffled he said that in fact each victim died from sleep apnea although None of the victims had a history of sleep apnea, nor signs or symptoms, nor even sleep-related issues. He even told me that the aunt and uncle went to the doctors regularly. He was even nice enough to provide me with the phone number and the address to their doctor's office. I think I'm going to pay him a visit after this. I got into my car and lit a cigarette. I was driving down the road and stopped at a red light. I felt myself zoning out. This was a strange case, but nothing supernatural here. Just a string of weird events. Still, kind of makes you think. If the supernatural were real, then this case would definitely be it. I heard a car blaring its horn from behind me as the light's been green for God knows how long. I took off and finally got to the doctor's office. That's a shame. They were really nice people, Dr. Rob said. Wow, sleep apnea, huh? They were so healthy. I sat there on a stool with my notepad and pen in hand. Yeah, you're telling me. Did they ever say anything about having sleep issues or talk about their sleeping patterns? Sleeping patterns? Um, no, by the looks of them, they were pretty healthy, a little cholesterol issue, but that's normal for somebody their age. Uh, okay, and um, they came in for regular checkups, right? Yeah, about once a month to be in fact. Uh, last time they were here was on, um, oh, uh, it was on the third of this month, so about 10 days ago. Okay, perfect. And were they saying they felt okay or was anything bothering them? No, nothing that would uh, lead up to sleep apnea anyway. Yeah, um, what about any dreams? Did they talk about their dreams at all? Um, I'm sorry, their dreams? Yeah, their dreams. Um, oh, you know what? I think one of them was talking about how they were having a dream about a child or something. I... I'm not too sure about that. No, of course. I understand. Um, last question is, were they on any medication at all? Um, 
just uh, prescribed allergy medication, but that's just common stuff. It's stuff that's a little heavier than store brand, but nothing too crazy. It's a pretty common uh, thing. Of course, of course. Well, um, thank you so much, and I will be in touch. We shook hands, and I walked back to my car. I lit a cigarette while I was walking, and I just kept thinking, this is a weird case. I sat in my car for a little while, just smoking a cigarette and thinking about this. I had to talk to more witnesses to get a better idea of what's going on with this, but something isn't making sense. How can five perfectly healthy people suddenly die from an uncommon death? I went over my notes and saw that some of the people who Miss Lucy was saying were a few blocks away from here, a Mr. Matthews and a Mr. Johnson. I'm gonna head to them next. I got out of the car and fixed my suit once again before walking on over and knocking on the door. Two men answered the door, Mr. Matthews and Mr. Johnson. I told them who I was and informed them that I just had a few questions. They allowed me inside and they walked me to the dining room. As we were walking, I was looking around. It was a very beautiful house. A lot of pictures of them with their kids, as well as just them looking happy in most pictures. They also had just nice decorations about. They took me to the dining room and I sat down. They offered me a glass of water, which I gladly accepted. Thank you both again for seeing me. Um, again, I, you have my deepest condolences, and I'm so sorry to be asking questions again. I know that you already talked to other officers. I just have a few more questions. Is that okay? They both agreed. Thank you. So, Sarah was a friend of you two, is that correct? Yes, sir, Mr. Matthew said. Did she seem healthy last time you saw her? Um, yeah, yes, sir. I'm sorry, may I ask why the hesitation? Uh, it's nothing really. Just Sarah was talking about having some weird nightmares, like reoccurring nightmares. Um, but aside from that, that was it. Did she say anything about the nightmares? Um, she was saying that she was having nightmares of these two children, I guess, choking her while she slept. She just went on and on about how they looked like they were decaying and how they had black eyes and she kind of was consumed with that nightmare. Okay, and these kids, did she say what they looked like? Um, I'm sorry, excuse me? I know, I'm sorry. It's a weird question to ask. I just need all the information I can get. Um, yeah, I guess uh, white kids, the boy had red hair and the girl had brown, I think. I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. No, 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 uh, you're all good, thank you so much. Um, did she have any sleeping disorders, like sleep apnea or anything? No, she actually uh, spent the night a few nights and she's one of those people that actually makes no sound when you're sleeping. So it's kind of scary, so. Oh, okay, perfect. And um, last question is, um, did she sleep regularly? Yeah, actually she did. She 
Um, she slept on a sleep schedule despite the fact that she worked hourly shifts. Um, the only person I know that can work hourly while still maintaining a good sleep schedule. After meeting with them, I thanked both of them for their time and their help. I went back to my office and opened up my laptop. I've got a digital copy of the painting. I looked at it. What the hell? The little girl has brown hair and the boy has red hair. Just then a call scared me. It was my PI. Hey, I got some information on your creepy painting. So I went to Werry's Institute of Art as well as some friends of mine down at CSI. And the painting dates back to 1922 and was painted by a man named Henry E. Joseph. Now, Henry talks about what happened, but he doesn't specify what happened prior to this and what led up to this. So essentially, him and his wife made a pact to smother their kids and put them in their bed. So afterwards, Henry and his wife would consume a mess of pills. And so while Henry's wife was taking the pills, Henry said that he was in the restroom pretty much stalling for time. He was getting cold feet. And when he came out, his wife was headed to bed and told him to take his pills. Um, he didn't go through with it though. He couldn't do it and he just went to bed and his wife was already laying in bed next to their kids and Henry laid on the other side of the bed. His wife asked him, did you take your medicine? He just said yes. They held hands and entwined their fingers and Henry was there for about two days. And it wasn't until late afternoon on the second day that he got up and cut himself and he mixed the blood with the paint and painted the portrait that we have in front of us today um, although he would end up bleeding out from this and dying from it I sat there in shock for a while my jaw hanging down oh wow based off the portrait you you would never have guessed that yeah, you're telling me. Uh, so after the family was found, the remaining family uh, took all the belongings of Henry and his family and sold them out of state cells. And that's where the painting went back into circulation since then. Um, did you have any weird dreams when you slept with the painting hung up? So, uh, no, I kept the painting either at the institute or in my car. Why? Uh, just wondering, do you think I could pick it up from you in a bit? I know it's late, I'm sorry. No worries, uh, yeah, let's meet up in 30, is that cool? Yeah, see you then, thank you. After I got off the phone with him, I got in my car, lit another cigarette, and drove to his location. This was getting out of hand, and things just weren't adding up. If I believed in the supernatural, then I'd be scared to do what I'm about to do next. But I need to confirm things. I need to hang that thing up in my room and see for myself. I still had four days before Lucy would be back for answers. Hung up in my room. I lay down in bed and waited to fall asleep. I need to admit that even though I don't believe in the supernatural, part of me was still nervous. Although that night I had a dream. I fell asleep in my room and woke up in an older, different house. It wasn't bad, just older and different. It was a bright sunny day and the sun was shining through the windows. Everything around looked so colorful and crisp 
and the sounds of children laughing and playing could be heard outside. I walked around the living room, and then the house started shifting. It started getting darker, colder. The house started to look older and decrepit, fungus all over the place. And then I heard the sounds of children screaming from the next room. I ran in, and there was nobody there, but written over a thousand times in blood all over the room were the words, I'm sorry, over and over again. At that point, I heard sobbing coming from the next room, and I ran back out into the living room, but nobody was there. And then I felt a piercing gaze coming from behind me. I turned around, and it was the children in the painting. They were looking disfigured, decaying, and beyond dead. They had black eyes, and they're smiling at me with this distorted smile on their face. They ran at me with a speed that they shouldn't have and tackled me with the force of a grown man. It's sure to say that I fell right down when that happened. And they kept me pinned to the ground somehow. These children were ten, nine years old, but they were able to keep me pinned to the ground and they were choking me while saying I'm sorry over and over again. It felt like forever until I eventually woke up and I sat up in a cold sweat and there in front of me at the foot of my bed were those two children smiling at me. I blinked and they were gone. I've slept with a painting in my room for two days, but I couldn't do the third. I had to wrap it up in a thick cloth and wrap that on a towel and put it in my trunk. I've not been sleeping so well. I've been having a sore throat that's unexplained and that hasn't gone away, as well as developed a breathing problem. I've even gotten dark circles and bags underneath my eyes. Lucy is coming today at 5 to see what I've been able to find about the painting, and honestly, I've been trying to see if my dreams are lucid in a way that allows me to communicate with them in any way, shape, or form, but it's always the same thing. I'm met with screams and being tackled. But to be God honest with you, I'm scared to death of having that painting hanging up any longer. I can't rationally explain any of this, or how any of the people died. But if Lucy asks, I believe she's right. And I believe that these people did die from a curse. If she asks what I think she should do with the painting, I'm going to give her my professional advice. To keep it locked up and away from everybody. I used to consider myself a down-to-earth kind of guy. You know, a real straight shooter. But after this incident, I think I... I'm starting to believe in the supernatural.